Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Chapter 10. The Meadow Jacob didn't call. The first time I called, Billy answered and told me that Jacob was still in bed. I got nosy, checking to make sure that Billy had taken him to the doctor. I'm Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Hot and Bothered Twilight and Quarantine. I missed Jacob. As Team Jacob, you're now going through withdrawal on that? Yeah. I mean, maybe he's in this chapter as one of the, like, super wolves, and I just don't know that it's Jacob yet. But I missed the Jacob of my heart, the Jacob that I know. She like looks at a werewolf and she's always talking about how Jacob has russet colored skin and then one of them has russet fur and she thinks, oh, I miss Jacob. You don't think that's Jacob? No, I think that there's a good chance that that's Jacob. (laughs) But it hasn't been confirmed. Yeah. She was so quick to be like, Edward is probably not a human. And she's so slow to be like, I wonder why these wolves are so big. Like, they're eating their greens? Like, what could be going on? It's the total opposite of what we saw for her supernatural sleuthing abilities in Twilight. I feel like that really resonates with me. When I'm super attracted to someone, I'll go down major YouTube holes. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, someone really important, but who I, like, would never make out with, I'm like, whatever. Chuck Schumer. Meh. Do I need to really know who that is? I vaguely know. Wow. So happy your mind went straight to Chuck Schumer. Okay. Should we remind people what happens in the chapter? Yes. It's a very long chapter. Count me in. Three, two, one, go. Bella keeps calling Jacob and she's like, I'm not going to call again for a week. And she's like, oh my God, a week is forever. And Jacob doesn't call back and doesn't call back. And Billy's like, he has mono. Never mind. It wasn't mono. It was some other virus. And then um, Charlie sees him like playing with other guys and he looks really different and serious and puberty is very confusing. And Bella is so distraught about the fact that Jacob is ghosting that she goes on a hike and on the hike, she finds the meadow and she runs into Laurent who's like, I'm going to eat you. But then a bunch of wolves come and they save her. And one of them apparently has russet color fur. Boom. Really good. Thanks. Do you want to try to like pale in my shadow? I don't really want to try, but with that low bar, I can. Oh, 
No, the low bar you set for me by saying pale in your shadow. Got I it. was complimenting you. Thank you. I don't recognize that in you. <laughs> okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. So um, Jacob is sick and he hasn't gone to the hospital and she keeps calling and she thinks that she might not live because she misses him so much. And then Charlie's like, don't go into the woods. And she says, you know what, dad, I'm going into the woods. And she walks around a bit. She's gotten really good at hiking. She finds the meadow. She gets some death threats. Victoria is after her. Uh Uh-oh. And then Laurent's like, I'm going to eat her. I'm only a little bit vegetarian. And then the wolves come and she gets lost and then she goes home. And that's it. Have you seen Frozen 2? Nope. There's a song, Lost in the Woods. My name's Bella, and I'm lost in the woods. Like that. Mm, that sounds really good. Maybe I have to watch that movie. Do you have any breaking news? I need a sound effect before I'll tell you. It's static. <laughs> I'm tuning in. <laughs> Got it. Great. Yes, Jacob is ghosting, which is the worst form of friendship or relationship transition. Not the worst. It's a bad form. And I'm very hurt and disappointed in him. Is it ghosting, though? Because he at one point was like, I'll call you and just doesn't, you know, like, I'll call you when I feel better. If I was like, Julia, I'll call you later. And then I literally never called you again. Would you not think that I ghosted on you? What makes it not ghosting? Ghosting is stopping calling. But without announcement, you know? Right. Oh, and you think he made an announcement. Yeah. Like, I'll call you when I want, and he doesn't want to, so he doesn't. That's not ghosting. That was pre-warned. But it's so hurtful. It is. Do you have any breaking news? Yeah. Forks is super lax about HIPAA. Did you notice that? (laughs) She goes to the hospital and is like, hey, Jacob Billy here? And the nurse is like, no. (laughs) Like, that's not allowed. You have to be like, I can neither confirm nor deny who is a patient at this hospital. Yeah, I think a lot of people are lax about HIPAA, though. I went to my psychiatrist appointment when we used to go to the doctor in public. And I was really annoyed because the nurse came out to call me and went, Vanessa Zoltan. And I was like, (laughs) you shouldn't do that. You should have pointed someone else and was like, that's her. (laughs) I just think that people aren't very thoughtful about HIPAA. But yeah, people in Forks don't give a shit. (laughs) Do you have any other breaking news? Yeah, I had a realization in this chapter that I hadn't figured out before. I always took Bella really seriously because she seems like a really serious person. But I realized, I don't know why it took me so long, that she's just a dramatic high schooler. All of the time she talks about not living, I always thought, like, she wants to die. But then she says, I didn't think I'd live till Saturday without seeing Jacob. And I was like, oh, that's just something she's saying. Like, she doesn't actually believe she's going to die. Whereas before all this, like, I can't live without Edward, I was like, oh, she's actually going to die. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's just been totally lying to me this whole time about it. She's just super dramatic. I don't know why that didn't register. I think that that might be your first lesson in parenting a teenager. Just don't don't believe them. <laughs> no, it's like so hard to know when they're actually in distress, right? Because they'll come home and be like, my life is over because they like got to be minus. And sometimes like there really is something serious going on and you don't know what to take seriously. So don't be too hard on yourself, Julia. Parenting teenagers is hard and you're doing better than Charlie or Renee. 
Thank you. I keep sending her gifts. I'm trying to bribe her <laughs> into my affection. Vanessa, did you have a piece of genuine enjoyment? Yeah, I'm going to share two because the first one, I need you to give me a psychological read on why I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed mono being discussed. Like, am I nostalgic for when mono was like a regular discussion point in my life? Does it delight me that it's called the kissing disease? Why was I like, oh, mono, that's a cute disease. It's like not. It's a form of hepatitis. And I had it. And it's horrible. I think you like the mono because it reminded me of this Richard Iwate tweet where he talks about why there isn't enough hay fever in media and why there's no representation of people with allergies in James Bond and action movies, etc. And you're like, finally, a book that's representing my struggle with mono as a plot point. Yes. This is, this is what you wanted this whole time. Ugh, yes. Thank you. That is why I love it. Okay. But anyway, I also love that Bella is like, should I get on my motorcycle? No, I shouldn't. That's growth. Wow. Oh, no. She was like, it would be too dangerous. There'd be no one to drive me to the emergency room. I was so proud of her. And I would just like to say, Bella, welcome back to listening to the podcast. We've missed you, but we're super glad to have you back. I had a moment that I enjoyed that was also related to Bella's growth where she really did learn orienteering. Yes. Like she figured out how to use a map and compass and finds the meadow. She proceeds to get lost afterwards, but that was in understandable circumstances because she was recently pursued by a variety of supernatural creatures. So I too would get lost in the woods after that. But I was so proud of her for figuring out how to do like one of her goals. Good for her. Yeah. And she got lost, but she was still smart about it, right? Like her hands are shaking so much she can't read the compass. So she puts the compass on the ground to be able to read it. So like she's still being like practical. Mm -hmm. I was happy for her. Um, Julia, do you have any advice that you would like to offer? Well, my advice is to the werewolves. There's, I think, at least four werewolves when they go attack that vampire, Laurent. And none of them offer to give Bella a lift home on their backs, obviously. And then she gets left in the woods. She's just been attacked by a vampire and overwhelmed with the presence of giant creatures. One of them should have offered to get her to her car. It was very rude. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I love it when people offer to make sure I get home safely. And I think one of the best things about a giant dog would be to ride it. Like, that is the point of Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) I don't disagree with you. I'm just wondering if that would add to her trauma to realize that we're not really giant dogs, but we're humanoid giant dogs. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. And she's used to hitching rides on people's backs. So it's not even like she wouldn't be ready. Edward would never leave her alone. Well, he did leave her alone in the woods, but it was close to her house. Yeah. He wouldn't leave her alone in the woods after just getting attacked. Yeah. This is nice that we're learning to appreciate Edward's caretaking. Sometimes Bella needs it. At minimum, I'm really coming to understand why she's so obsessed with his caretaking. Well, that's excellent advice, Julia. So for all of our giant dog listeners, do not abandon people in the woods before offering them a ride on your backs. It's only polite. Don't be rude. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Vanessa, what's your first piece of advice? I'm not sure if this is going to count as advice. You can tell me no. Because my advice is retroactive advice for Edward. Okay, that's fine. He should have left her a phone number. He should have thought through the fact that Victoria was going to want revenge and Bella therefore might need vampiric help later. It is like not okay that Bella has no way of getting in touch with Edward. Again, this is like Vanessa's safety corner. It's like unsafe to not know how to reach out to certain people. And I'm really surprised and disappointed in him since he's so safety conscious when it comes to Bella. Yeah, I was wondering about why he didn't do that as well. But like, what would he have done after her just filling up his voice mailbox every day for the last eight months or whatever? I think she would just be invigorated by him having to delete her old messages as a way to stay in contact. It would get full and it would get empty and she'd be like, he's still out there and then keep leaving voicemails. There's no stopping her. I still think you leave the number. Before cell phones, if you were going on a date and had a babysitter watching your kids, you left like, this is the phone number of the restaurant we're going to. This is the phone number of the kid's doctor. Here's like the plumber in case the toilet clogs up, right? Like you don't need to be reachable all the time, but like you should be reachable within like a reasonable amount of time. So maybe he could have left her like Carlisle's phone number. So she wouldn't be calling obsessively, but if it was a real emergency, she could reach out. And, like, obviously she wouldn't have, like, called him from the woods being like, I'm in an emergency right now. But, like, the night that she gets home, she should be able to call and be like, should I be scared? Do you think the wolves got him? I just don't necessarily know if it should be Edward's number. I think that's fair. I just think he should have left the number for, like, the restaurant he would be at every night. Vampire helpline. Yes! He should have created a vampire helpline. I'm sure they come in handy a lot. Ugh, you're so smart. So that's my advice. Edward, invest in some basic infrastructure before you make such a huge life-altering decision. Julia, what is your second piece of advice? So I don't know who my second piece of advice is for. It's either to Bella, because it's her hallucination that is giving her bad advice, or it's to Edward, who's astral projecting himself and giving bad advice. But when Bella is in the situation with Aran and the voice, Edward's voice is speaking to her, it, I don't think is helpful at all. One second, it's like, be scary, intimidate him. And the next is like, beg. <laughs> it's not like a consistent strategy for success. 
And through my rigorous watching of Grey's Anatomy, I heard if you're in a dangerous situation like that, you're supposed to say facts about your life. Like, Charlie will know I'm God. Charlie is my dad and I love him. Things like that. I remember that episode of Grey's. I know. It's a good one. Anyways, that's my advice to whoever is giving her bad advice through her vision or if it's Edward himself giving bad advice. She should have been like, I am from Arizona. I am cold here. I think I'm going to be a realtor, (laughs) but maybe a weather woman, but maybe work in science. Yeah. I have dreams, Laurent. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You wouldn't just be killing me. You'd be killing my dreams. Wow. (laughs) Did you prepare for this? I would survive. (laughs) What's your second piece of advice? So my second piece of advice to Charlie, do not give such specific advice to someone who's lacking in maturity. He tells Bella, don't go hiking. Whatever you do today, do not go in the woods. And as soon as he said that, I was like, she's gonna go in the woods. Like you just put the idea in her head. And this is not like Bella's fault. My parents once left my cousin's brothers and I together, five kids, and they were like, whatever you do, don't bike down the big hill. And I'm pretty sure we had never biked down the big hill before. I don't know why they said this to us, but we were like, what a great idea. And that is exactly what we did as soon as they left. You just can't say such specific things. And really, the alternative path is to have built a relationship based on trust with her. And so if, for example, you are worried that one of her favorite activities is hiking and she might go hiking on this really sad day, you should be saying, no, come fishing with me. No, I'll stay home. Why don't we go to the movies together? Why don't we cook something together? I've been wanting you to teach me how to make lasagna. Like you need to have enough of a relationship with your child so that when there's a moment like this, when you are worried that they might do something risky to themselves, you have a pre-existing way to intervene. Do you think him saying go hiking would have helped? Like reverse psychology? Yeah, I sort of do. (laughs) Like there's a wolf out there, but you can take them. Go hiking. (laughs) Did you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Okay. As you may remember, last book, she used her quote-unquote favorite search engine. And in this book, she talks about using her favorite medical research site, yet refuses to call it WebMD. So she's still out there looking for sponsors. WebMD, if you're listening, please contact Bella. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) I think that she's looking for the Mayo Clinic. They're going to get in a bidding war over Bella's affections. Did you have anything else? I found a great piece of irony in the text where Bella describes Jessica going to the quote-unquote dark side for not hanging out with her. But then when Bella went to the actual dark side, which was joining a vampire cult, she thought that was totally normal. But suddenly just not hanging out with her because Bella has been mean to her for approximately a year and a half now is the dark side. It really speaks to the fact that there are two sides to every story and one of them is right and the other one is Bella's. (laughs) Jessica is perfect and I love that she's cut Bella out no more toxic people (laughs) um what do you want to put in Bella's care package I did research again folks oh okay it's 2005 when these books are set do you know what cell phone came out in 2005 the the sidekick no the best cell phone in the world the hot pink 
Motorola Razor. Oh, I miss my Razor with T9 texting capabilities. I had a Razor too. Everyone had a Razor. Mine wasn't pink though. Mine was silver. Mine wasn't pink either. Mine was black. (laughs) Well, I'm going to let Bella live out my dream and I'm going to send her a cell phone. A cell phone for Bella would have changed her life throughout this book series. She needs a cell phone at every moment, basically. (laughs) So I'm finally sending her one. Ugh. You know that you're also going to have to pay for the monthly plan. That's fine. We're, we've got vampire money over here. I'm rich as hell. Got that sweet, sweet vampire money that we're only allowed to spend on the care package. <laughs> Vanessa, what are you going to put in Bella's care package? So I agreed with you that the hallucination was not giving her good advice to how to distract Laurent. And so I want to send her a book of jokes because I think some jokes could really distract Laurent. Are they vampire jokes? No, they're just funny jokes. Okay. And you know they're funny because the website says so www.funnyjokes.com jokesforkids.com So this is the kind of joke that I think that would make Laurent love Bella and so Bella wouldn't be so scared. What do you call a boomerang that won't come back? A stick. Oh, that's funny. Great. How do you stop an astronaut's baby from crying? Throw it to space. You rock it. I got it. See, I just think Laurent would be like, what? Oh, I get it. And then in the meantime, Bella could run away. (laughs) So I'm sending her a book of jokes to memorize for the next time she's being threatened by a vampire. I just looked up vampire jokes. What's a vampire's (laughs) favorite flavor of ice cream? Blood. Vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is going to happen next chapter? I think that there's going to be a news report of a dead vampire because I totally think that the wolves tore him apart. And I think it's going to cause a lot of havoc on the animal population of the Forks area. I think that they're going to set all sorts of traps. For the dead vampire? No, for the werewolves. They're going to be like, oh, my God, this poor man got torn limb from limb. And they're going to then kill all these animals trying to trap the quote unquote bear. So you think that they're going to find a dead vampire body and think it was a dead human? Yeah. Well, they're going to find like an arm and a leg. I just don't think the werewolves would leave evidence of their existence. Oh, you think that the werewolves are like the perfect criminal? I think if you murder someone, it's pretty common knowledge that you then dispose of the body. You don't usually leave it there to be found by the public. And I would hope the werewolves have heard that little nugget too. Any number of crime shows could tell you that. I don't know. If I successfully killed a vampire, I'd be like, done for the day. (laughs) Did it. Calling it. To-do list for tomorrow. Dispose of the body. I'm like, I'm pretty slow at getting stuff done. So I can Mm, imagine procrastinating it. Yeah, it's on their to-do list. Yeah. This has been Twilight and Quarantine a hot pink Motorola razor from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan and I'm a giant dog who would totally give you a ride on my back. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Thanks and we'll talk to you soon. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.